All right, Duran. I've already hit record in case we, I ever want to put this out. Not sure if I ever will, but who cares? May as well, for posterity at uh, least. Yeah. You uh, you finished Final Fantasy VII Remake a couple weeks ago, from memory. And I think you messaged me like straight after you finished it. Yeah, pretty much. Like I think during credits even. Nice. So I, wait, so I, I'm, I'm, I wish I hit your, got your initial reaction. What was your initial reaction? Well, before I get to that, first I do want to say, you know, on some kind of a record, whether this goes out or not, <laughs> uh, you finished this game. Oh yeah, uh, like two or three months ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I am so sorry. Oh my god, for I, making you wait this long. I, I finished it. Um, oh, I need to turn my fucking volume down. I think a little bit. Anyway, I, I finished it like fucking what two or three weeks after it came out or something. <laughs> It was like in May sometime. Yeah. And I was, I was, looking, was like, I was looking at my messages. I was like, oh, fuck, dude, do you have to finish this? <laughs> that was... Uh... The, worst, the, the worst part of it was, is like, I... So, I, I can't remember how much we've talked in in this, this interim, but, like, mm-hmm. I was furloughed off of work for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was out of work for two and a half months. Mm-hmm. I spent zero of that two and a half months playing this game. You bastard. Like I so, but that's the thing, right? Cause I got a lot of it out of my system. Cause I, I've kind of relegated you off as a lost cause and just walked away. Um, and I, and I'm watching a lot of spoiler casts and stuff. So that kind of got out of my system. So it wasn't so bad, but I was really curious about what your reaction would be. Cause I know you're of the two of us. You're more the FF seven fan. Um, <sighs> Yeah, do you remember what your initial before you did like the rumination and and theory crafting? Do you remember what your initial reaction was? Stunned silence. Because all right, so mine was like um, well, say my my actual initial reaction, and this was like not, this is like pre credits. This is like when you are fighting destiny. Right? Yes. Yeah. My first thought was fucking Nomura <laughs> like he couldn't hold in his load for the entirety of this game he just funny. that that was that was his money shot was that boss fight he just went full Nomura just, suddenly I, I that boss fight was so dumb I I, I, I I liked it in a hey it's Final Fantasy it's a Final Fantasy game it has to end in space that's that's inevitable it must always end in space um, but like I actually really like the idea of it. Specifically, I like how it built up with the ghosts, and you didn't know what they were, and I suspected they were something like that. Like, I suspected I, they were Destiny. I think the ghosts, the way they were handled, the whispers, the way, the way they were handled uh, through the course of that game was actually incredibly poorly. I I hated it them. Felt, it, felt like an, it felt like an M. Night Shyamalan type of twist thing at the end. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because literally, you get no clues as to what they really are or what the purpose of them is throughout uh, the game until Red 13 shows up and suddenly he oh. somehow knows everything. Oh, because I, I think I had them pretty much figured out when they when they stopped you from saving the plate. I was like, okay, now I know what they are. Like, I think there was enough clues that were just in subtext, you know, because I, I kind of guessed that they were fate when they stopped you from... Because, like, you were right there the dude was typing on the fucking control panel. You could definitely have closed the distance and fought him and stopped him, but the whispers stopped you. And I was like, oh, the whispers are fate. And that's when I figured it out. I think 
roughly. And then when I thought about it that way, I was like, oh, okay. So when well, it's just like the way it was all written, it it felt mm-hmm. like the kind of thing where the, where they they the writers like they felt like they were super clever. Oh yeah, like, they definitely thought they were clever. <laughs> like like oh, just wait, go back and play it again now that you know this information. Uh, everything changes. No, thank you. <laughs> Like I like I like the concept. I don't like the execution. That's my problem. Like I don't because like here's but yeah. That's what that's what I mean. Like the yeah. like the handling of them was poor. Exactly. Like I I don't like it when games made me feel annoyed, and that's what they did. Like especially at the plate because I had because we talked about the plate falling before I just like literally just before I played that part essentially right like, I got to there we had our yeah, you remember like cast. I was like that was where I'd kind of stopped because I, I knew what was going to happen yeah and I enjoyed those avalanche characters so much I was I I was like mentally blocking myself from continuing to play the game yeah because I knew what was inevitable it's it's weird right because well the the door is still open on that but I guess we'll get there but the um because like, we cut off before the plate, and then the, we went up the plate, and my hope was that the plate wouldn't fall. And I thought I thought that would be where what the big question mark was, and obviously I was wrong about that. So the plate definitely falls, um, right? But like it was on the way up there because I hoped that the plate wouldn't fall. Every time the ghost, the whispers showed up, I was really angry. Um, and 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 I don't like it when games made me. F- make me feel annoyed also the mechanics of fighting them suck like i hate fighting them They're oh just... yeah oh yeah oh my god and it, so it's weird because like at the end they have those weird arbiter kind of things like those judges kind of things that would have so been there's cool. actually a, there's actually i didn't catch this initially because it's been so long since i've seen it those are canon yeah yeah because they're like the the those sephiroth are, those clones are... or whatever right those are those like no those those are the three dudes from Advent Children. Yeah, yeah, aren't they? Aren't they Sephiroth clones? The Advent Children. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, specifically, yeah. there are those three guys. They're like Kadaj. I forget the other two guys' names. Yeah, because yeah. of the weapons they use or whatever. Right. It's like the someone right. figured it out, and then... or at least that, that's what people are. That's what people are saying. That, that makes more sense than the initial assumption, which is that they are like these manifestations of future cl- uh, cloud. Oh, uh, okay. Tifa, Tifa and Barrett. Oh no, that's what stupid. You, what you think when you first do it? Oh, did, like, really? When you're I th- in the fight, like it totally looks like that because like one of them has a gun, one of them punches, and one of them has a sword. Oh, I literally thought they had different weapons just to make the fight more interesting. <laughs> no, like if, if, if you assess them, it gives you a description and like tells you that they are like from like they're entities from the from a different yeah, future or whatever. Because that's like the the big thing, right? Because people think Sephiroth in this is a different Sephiroth from. Or specifically, right. like, so like uh, multiple, uh, one multiple of the big, dimensions are happening. Yeah. Yeah, like, one of the big theories here is that this is actually both a remake of Final Fantasy VII, but mm. also a sequel to Advent Children. And exactly. And Sephiroth that you, are, you keep encountering in here is actually Advent Children Sephiroth. Yes, that's, and I don't... Which is, why he, which is why he constantly knows what's going to happen before it happens. Exactly. And so, like, when... And he's the one who starts it off because he tries to delay Cloud from meeting Aerith, which is the first time you see the Whispers... And then you right. like everything. Every time, essentially, you hear you see the whispers is usually tangentially related to Sephiroth slowing, trying to slow people down or something like, um, or some unexpected uh, outcome of his or future Sephiroth's actions. Um, like I don't think Cloud did so, Cloud initially fight the son of the Shinra dude or whatever his name is. Yes. Okay, yeah, cool. he does. That, that uh, fight happens. Okay. Cool. Um, 
So one theory that a lot of people have uh, with regards to the whispers and and the ending, or you know what happens there towards the end of that game, hmm. is like those whispers are there to make sure that the Final Fantasy VII that we know happens, right? Yeah, that's that's the way people think it goes. Yeah. So Sephiroth is trying to change the timeline. That's his whole thing through this entire yeah, game. He wants to he's, win. He's constantly trying to change the timeline. Mm-hmm. So the whispers are actively working against him. Sephiroth manipulates Cloud and his team to to defeat the whispers, to defeat fate for him. Yes. So he's so both he and they are now unbound by fate to some degree. Um, right. Like the, the I think the the clue was that he has like a black wing or something, and he doesn't have that in the original. Uh, he always had wings in the or he always, yeah, but he it was always like, had a, a wing in the original, right? But it wasn't black. I think that's like that was the, the ah. clue. So the clue because it was only black in Advent Children. That was like oh, yeah, people yeah. Were like it's the Advent Children guy. I was like whatever you say, right, fucking nerds. Because <laughs> in the original, he, it, it was a white wing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that's how they know, and then and that explains why he knows the future, or seems to know the future. It also explains why he seems to actually give a shit about Cloud to a large extent. Because um, in the original, like he doesn't, I don't think he actually really gives too much of a shit about Cloud till later in the game. Um, but now, right? He's like, like he's more about like in the, in the original game, like he's like like laser focused on Genova and exactly. like, irritated the Cloud keeps getting in his way. Yeah, and that, but in this he seems to be like intimately familiar with Cloud, right? So and if this it. is if this is a if this is actually like a sequel to Advent Children, it would make sense because in Advent Children, he basically essentially tells Cloud like. You cannot defeat me. I will always, as long as it, essentially, what the way it works is like he's attached himself to Cloud mm. um, via his memory, and as long as Cloud remembers him, he can always come back. He'll never die. That's so. It's and I also think he's like somehow linked to the what are they called life force or mana stream, what the fuck they call it. And well, yeah. So like he he makes a comment about that um, that like Cloud has sent him to the life force twice. Yeah. Before. Yeah. And that's really cool. Like I, one, once was yeah. at the end of Final Fantasy VII, and then the other time was was in Advent Children. Advent Children, yeah, I really like. like I like honestly. Yeah, that's the thing. So when I first finished it, I was like, "Well, what?" I mean, I think I know what just happened. The whole um, the big question mark was Zach. Uh, that's so like what? There, were, there were two big question marks for me. One was definitely Zach. Yeah. The other thing that still bothers me to, uh, even now is, and, I, and I've not really heard anyone bring this up other than like maybe one person in passing and then they just kind of glossed over and moved on. Aerith spends like most of that game at least seeming to be oblivious to like Sephiroth and his plans and everything. And then like there at the end on the road after Sephiroth has opened his fucking dark portal bullshit, Mm. suddenly Aerith just knows exactly what's going on. She knows everything. She knows what's on the other side of that portal. Yeah. Like when, like when, sorry, it's not, it's not that it's when you, it's, it's there at that point but it's before he goes through when you first are like confronting Sephiroth there on the road and she says like that he is the only thing that is wrong like he is wrong yeah it's 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 literally Aerith recognizing like you are not the Sephiroth of this world right 
It's weird like, because where the fuck did all this come from? Yeah, well, it's weird because all, the whole I didn't like Aerith, right? Pretty much, and 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 one of my favorite things to watch is almost every streamer does the same thing I did, which is when she falls off the tower, you just fucking leave her hanging there for like <laughs> a good couple minutes because I'm so not in, <laughs> like I, I'm far too busy over here with fucking Tifa and Jesse. Thank you very much, but the um. So I don't like her, but the the one thing I did notice as the game goes on is that she seemed to know more than she was ever letting on. And I was driven home over and over and over again. Like people would ask her questions and she'd be evasive. She'd be like, have these right. knowing looks without... It makes me wonder how much of her facade, like how much of her character is just a facade for that entire... Well, that's the thing. It's like you realize that they're on that road. Yeah. That her character up to that point has been a facade. And, yes. and the way you realize it, beyond what she's saying is how she's saying it her voice tone literally changes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she drops like octaves mm-hmm. she speaks in like wise in a wise kind of tone instead of her normal well and like like i said her voice literally goes like deeper mm. like she's been speaking it, it always bugged me like throughout the game she had this very like kind of airy high-pitched kind of voice yeah that sounded put on and i just assumed it was the, the voice actress that's just how she portrayed Aerith. but then you get to that point and her voice is suddenly lower it's like, oh no! Like she has dropped her facade at this point. Oh, okay. So I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't really have like a. I also, it's been months, but I don't remember the dropping. I remember the tone, tonal shift. I don't remember the, the actual change in the voice. But you're probably right because you've played it more recently. Yeah, like when you hear her say, "Like you're wrong," like she is noticeably much lower in her voice. Right. Clearly, not doing this falsetto sounding. That's cool because maybe I'll like the new, like the actual heiress because I didn't. Like I did nothing about the aside from her being brokenly overpowered, nothing about the original Aerith that I <laughs> particularly like. Um, I mean, in this game, sorry, not the original, but the the start the, as when you first meet her and stuff. Um, but no, so so you were so you when you first finished it before you did all the digging, you were you were um, speechless in what way, good or bad? Um, like confused. <laughs> <laughs> because like I did not come out of the ending thinking I knew which way things were going. I thought so. Right. But like literally as as I was sitting there ruminating on it during the credits, like I was starting to kind of form this like because like my, my initial thought when 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 you know they're standing outside Midgard at the very end and you know they do the whole, you know, you have my you know and my axe uh <laughs> scene. Yep. Um I was thinking like you know, after what we had just seen, it's like, oh wow, like they can literally go anywhere at this point. Like this game number two, who knows what the hell the rest of this is? This is clearly like a hundred percent like they are. This is no longer Final Fantasy VII anymore. But as I started thinking about it at the end, or you know, during the credits, the way that they ended, that game still ends at the exact same point. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That Final Fantasy VII does at the end of Midgar. Yes. With the same goal, because at the end yes. of, of Midgar, like Cloud is going after Sephiroth, mm-hmm. knowing that she has he has taken Genova, he is going after Sephiroth. So, like, n- not as much has changed as it initially seems, at least as of right now. Yeah, I, well, I've um, when I when I finished it, I had a kind of um, with the exception of the Zach shit, but yeah, exactly. Care. It was pretty much just the Zach thing that threw it off for me because for, I I knew that it would end when you're leaving Midgar. I was surprised how exactly 
it ends as soon like as, as in like you literally it ends with you walking out of mid so it's like they didn't have any fat at the end of it right um but the the big like oh this is this kind of nexus point in a multiverse of changes and flashing between different universes with the different like where that stupid dog is on the on the chip packet in the other in the zack world the zack world oh yeah. yeah um when it was like that i was like oh multiverse shit is happening but wait doesn't zack living change fucking everything or if it does if he if it doesn't change things is it still like a weird split multiverse where there's like another universe where Jack, where Zach lived and then this one he did? So that's the thing. It's like there are definitely – it's definitely multiple universes because one, like you, they don't see each other there at all. Like there's no acknowledgement whatsoever. None of them yeah. see each other as they're passing each other. That is yeah. that is clearly like two complete – like not only two completely different universes. Two different timelines. Like think about two different timelines even because yeah. that would have taken place before all this happened. Yeah. Um. And and Zach does not like so you initially think that Zach sees like all of the uh, whispers floating around and stuff. He actually doesn't even see that. Hmm. Um, I think all he actually sees is like the fucking sparkly shit that happens yeah. after the fact. Yeah, the which is what everybody shit. sees, like the heat cutting show and everybody seeing all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think so. My big concern for going forward is that Namura is going to go full fucking Namura, and we're going to be doing you know Final Fantasy thirteen three. <laughs> style like fucking um instead of time traveling it'll be universe traveling oh, jumping between no. multiple universes so, i hope that's not the case but, but like, i'm concerned so he's again like, that's uh, so that was what my concerns when i finished it and but i was actually really happy and hopeful because like again for me i don't i'm, I'm not committed enough to Final Fantasy 7 to feel sad if they did change things along the way Especially with how much I like this game. I actually really like this game quite a lot. Um, yeah. It's it's like the changes I think that did was smart. I, like I loved all like the... That's the thing. It's like game. I think that if they change things in the way that they were changed in this game, I'm 100% yeah. like a way in on that idea. Yeah. Like making it um, deeper, you know? It's not necessarily changing the story, but it makes the yeah, story like deeper. Yeah, like keep the main storyline. The main story beats still happen. Yes. But like change how you get there. I'm totally cool with that idea. Yeah. And that's that's what I also, for me, it made, it, it made me think of that, made me think that the scope could be smaller now because they have more freedom to edit. That's So that's one of the reasons why I wonder if they, why they went the direction they did with this, mm. because... We were talking before before we had actually played any of this that like if this is actually you know just Midgar like this is like game one of six exactly based yeah, exactly. on like how long that would take <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah. this kind of gives them the freedom to maybe so this is where I'm concerned but also like oh maybe okay with it this gives them the ability to kind of like compact the story a bit yeah and cut some things but my concern is what they cut. Mm. But, yes because like there are some like memorable like everybody has kind of their own memories of that game mm. and like you know as much as maybe like the Crash Girl Nika is not like a big memory of mine personally somebody probably like super like that's that's their thing and you know, what happens if they cut that out of the game yeah it's it's they're in like a tough spot and I think they know they're in a tough spot going forward um, because in the end like, which is why they, they won't even commit to saying how many games they have exactly and all of them are almost retirement age you know like not the japanese people ever retire really but like the because they're just insane that way but the like 
Yeah, they're getting up there. Yeah, they're getting up there. So like they, I bet they're cognizant of they can't be part of an eighteen-year game cycle. Like that's it can't be right. that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. But it, it, so that was what I was thinking. I was thinking, oh, it could maybe the this gives them leeway to edit, make it deeper in smart ways, and take out some of the other stuff. Maybe move some stuff around to keep people favorites, some of their favorite moments, but reimagine in a different location, perhaps to keep everything smaller. Um, mm-hmm. like if you met Vincent in a different city, like no one would really care as long as it's cool, like really cool, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's, that's the thing is like, again, it goes back to like what people's memories are, you know, what people, what memories people hold on to from that original game. Cause like that whole thing with, with Vincent and like the, the steps you have to go through to unlock him, like that is a very memorable series of events. Yeah. Like you have to fight a goddamn boss fight. Like you have to do this dumb fucking chase through this shit ass mansion, <laughs> do this like like not easy boss fight necessarily, mm. um, to then ev- like eventually unlock the the door to get into his room, and then even then you still have to do like the dialogue choices and all that. Like there's if you change that too much, like that yeah. may diminish. You have to keep the, the impact spirit of it. of it at least. But who knows if they might just keep it wholesale? Like we don't know what they're gonna cut. I bet I wouldn't be surprised if they keep all like the character introductions similar like I, so that's the thing i don't think they i already i already don't think they have oh because of, of red and um no because of kyrie who's kyrie again uh she is the was it granddaughter i think it was of the um old lady you did the side quests for fuck man that i don't know what the, um kyrie's kyrie's <laughs> side quest had you going back to the church oh yeah the reporter chick Oh no! Like she's not a reporter. No, not a reporter. Like a, the the like she's like a, a thief Robin Hood type of character. She's but a like, bitch. It's I her granddaughter. Her. Yeah, yeah. I don't the, like the her. young girl, right? Yeah. So I'm fairly certain that's Yuffie. Oh my god! I wanted her to die. Which that was that was everyone's reaction to Yuffie. So like, I really think that's Yuffie. That they've that already introduced her here. Yeah, that'd be that, yeah. So there you go. That's kind of cool. Like it's like it's weird because like is that okay? Maybe. I think so. Like, yeah, it gives it gives her a reason then to approach the team, the party later on in the game, in you know one of the games in the future when she does join you because she remembers Cloud and him helping her, and maybe that's how they change that interaction. And it's not some dumb dialogue sh- choices you have to make to get her to join you, hmm. but it's more like more streamlined because she remembers you helping her, and now she's going to say that she's going to help you so that she can secretly steal all your material. Maybe Kyrie May- was a goddamn. Yeah, bitch of a thief. Yeah, exactly. Maybe if they pull some Mass Effect action, maybe you. If, for example, if if you if they did like, like a, she'll join you if you go do the Wutai side stuff. Oh no! Like she won't join you unless you did it in the first game. You know that kind of stuff. Wait, what? So like, oh, unless you helped her in the first yeah, game? unless you helped her in the first game. Oh, jeez, that would be really cool. That'd be rough. I'd love that. That'd be really great. Like, make somebody go back and play their. Well, fuck I mean, the yeah. game is chapter select, but you... <laughs> like, like so many people have never I'm, met. That's her. one thing I'm curious about is like how they're going to do like progression carrying forward now. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think PS4 to PS5 is is gonna be not too bad. I reckon because it's, but it's it, you'd have to have. Like, how do you actually transfer? Maybe they can get off PSN. But even even beyond that, like, I'm just thinking, like, actual progression in the game. Like, oh, I already yeah. have mastered materia. Oh, yeah. Like, maxed materia, whatever. But, like, to be fair, our materia How is that going to translate? How is that power level going to translate into the next game? It's weird because um, 
like the material we had at the have at the end of this game like they're good but they're not like broken you know they're not nothing's really overpowered um and that's what I wonder is like maybe maybe because like it was like things were generally what like three stars yeah three like stars three tiers whatever yeah so in the original game they were five yeah exactly I reckon they could I reckon so they, they could very easily just like add more tiers a hundred percent but uh, but even then like it still it still would feel weird like you start out this next game and you have like th- that's the other thing too is like okay like you you know you have that power level material but like do they literally somehow read your save file and know exactly what material you had to begin with in the first game and carry that over and if they if they do that. If you didn't play the first one for whatever reason, you're jumping straight into the second one. Are you then like gimped as a team because you get the generic set of material it's instead? A, it's a really good question. Like I, I reckon, <laughs> because I'd want them to to read it. Because if people put in that much effort, they should be rewarded. Um, but like, what the what other people get start off with? I don't know. Like it's it's a difficult. If I was the developer, I'd say literally give them the choice. Like hey. You can start with really good materia or the basic kit or really lean materia, make it harder for yourself. Like that, I'd, that's what I'd do if I was them. But um, what they'll actually do, who the fuck knows? But yeah, like, so yeah. it's, it's, so I was, had those worries, especially about Zach. And then I saw some of the interviews and the more, well, many people in the production team have continually said, no, we're trying to stick. Like we want to give ourselves a little bit of freedom to surprise you, but we want to we want to stick with the original story. Um, that's what I keep hearing. So the, anyway. it, it like it it keeps going back and forth. Hmm. Um, let me see if I can find the quote here. Yeah. So in one of the more recent uh, interviews that Katasi did, um, he actually like or maybe this, is, this might have been in a tweet, but he actually says like this is a quote. The new story of Final Fantasy VII has only just begun. Sure. <laughs> but who the fuck so that knows what like means, man? He's in the face of like everything else they've been saying to this point, which has been like we're generally going to keep, still be telling the same story. But it, but it will be like we all know it will be different because at a minimum there's two Sephiroths to deal with. Right. Yeah. Which I, technically, you know, with the two Sephiroth fights at the end of the original game. Oh, that's kind of They could cool. still pull that off. That's kind of cool, if that was how it went. But do you reckon there's actually two Sephiroths? Or do you think there's just one and he's, and he's killed well, I mean, right the now, other one? Right now, there's just one. Right. So the, that's, that's the thing. is like like original Sephiroth in the original game, he's dead already. Wait, like but, When the game starts, he is dead. But doesn't he... Isn't he still the one who takes Genova? No, that's Genova doing that. Oh, was it like one of the clothes, like the gray? manifests that Sephiroth. What the actual okay. Sephiroth is dead in the Northern Crater. Okay, I I don't remember enough about FF Seven to have this conversation. Because <laughs> actual Sephiroth, so so actual Sephiroth was killed by Cloud. Sure. At one of the uh, like the, the Nibelheim, he stabbed himself um, and threw, like a reactor and like killed Sephiroth yeah, behind like him. That, right? that actually happened. That is where Sephiroth was killed. Okay, all right, that's cool. And then they both fell into the materia, right? Or whatever? Like the live stream or whatever? No. Didn't they? Okay. Wait, how do they... I swear they... No, like Tifa, Tifa comes in and then like carries Cloud out. I forget how that all oh, ends okay. exactly. Sephiroth like falls down the stairs after that whole thing. Just the stairs? Because I... Oh, okay. I'm not going to correct you. I think. I, 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 th- I thought it was... No, I'm thinking about... I'm thinking about, no, I'm thinking about a different part where Sephiroth slices at 
Plowing yeah, because I recall, like, maybe not both of them, but I think Sephiroth falls into, like, that liquid. But I could be wrong. Yeah, it's, fuck, it's been a while. Yeah, exactly. It's been since I was, like, <laughs> 11 years old or something. Fucking... Either way, like, Sephiroth is dead when yes. Final Fantasy VII is happening. Which, okay. is, you know, is, again, shown in here because in this game, at, when Cloud runs into Sephiroth for the first time, he, like, he tells him, I killed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I knew... I just don't... I just didn't remember. Because I know Sephiroth... Oh, sorry. Something that looks like Sephiroth takes Genova's body in the original. That's what I remember. Right. But I don't remember what the fuck the reasoning was, like any of that. Like none of. I just remember that. And the the, the realization that like Sephiroth is already dead, like that happens way later in the game. Right. Okay. Cool. And this this is weird because like there's that realization can't possibly exist now because you've it's you fought him. You know, like you, you you've battled through space time with the guy like it doesn't it's almost irrelevant whether his body is in one place or he's fighting you um i don't know if and that's kind of what he that. says like he basically says like i like he doesn't need a physical form like he he can never be killed mm. as long as cloud remembers him he can never be killed that's so weird that's such a weird like whole thing but okay i'll, I'll go with it because <laughs> it, it, it was some cool scenes like i like the 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 fight with them just them in that kind of like starry landscape that was cool like there's oh the edge of creation yeah there's there like a lot of like <laughs> pump and circumstance so, that i so enjoyed here's, here's the interesting thing is the fight before that where you're fighting him like on the fucking rubble or whatever that was cool too but they, yeah, go they literally jacked that out of advent children i thought you that was familiar as well fight. yeah i thought that was yes, very familiar you're doing that fight Cool. It's it's funny because I I I kind of handed him his ass. Like it was not even close. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, this feels kind of anti well, not anticlimactic because I built up to it and I kind of suspected that's how it would go. But it was like pretty. It was pretty funny how quickly because he's like he'd like barely get out his dialogue and then like seconds later he, he'd be going to the next phase. Um, yeah. Well, it was it was funny because like it was similar to the Rufus fight. It was like you realize the one thing you have to do, and then you just repeat that over and over again. That's a hundred, yeah, hundred percent. And then and also like everyone had their limit breaks, and it was just yeah, you know, just fucking. Um, <laughs> Where I struggled was actually in the fights leading up to that because I so it, when you were in the um, Hojo's playhouse area, mm-hmm. um, I was constantly swapping material around because we were, you're swapping. Party members. Yeah, that was annoying as and fuck, man. What ended up ended up happening is as I went to the end of the game, mm-hmm. for a lot of those fights, I didn't have magnifier yep. on cure. Oh my god! And that made that rough. Jeez, man, that's the, that <laughs> fucking them for giving you one magnifier oh for the entire god. goddamn game. That like that switching material thing. Like I was lucky because I had a lot of that was easily the worst part of the game. Like straight up. I suspected, I didn't suspect that would occur, but I left Magnify on Aerith, but by then I'd already maxed a couple of prayers, so I wasn't so bad. But oh, the, see, I didn't, I, prayer only was ever on Aerith, I never, never. Oh, yeah, I took it straight off her because she didn't fucking need it, man. She doesn't need that shit, and she needs, she needs those bars for all her other fucking ridiculously overpowered skills. Um so, so yeah, I think yeah, Barrett really never used for me. her much. So oh yeah, well I don't I don't like her. It's just she was my path of least resistance towards the end. You know, it was just like okay, mm. well I'll have her on the party just because she's overpowered and doubles everything I do. Like every spell you cast is doubled with her fucking weird. Fe- anyway, yeah, um, I never used any of that stuff at all. Yeah, it's rigged, but it's it's not it's not like you need to. That's the thing. Like the game's not 
punishing or difficult. No. Like, honestly, I can count on one hand, I think, the number of game overs I've had throughout the entire game. Same. I think there was only one fight that I really didn't and, like. And, like, I think most of them were on, like, early seven fights. Oh, okay. Now, for me, it was, um, it's the time when you're, like, just Barrett and Aerith, I think, or whatever. I'm pretty sure that was it. It's like mm. you're on the way down from the rooftop. And it's just Barrett and someone else. Oh, There's yeah, this yeah, tank yeah. that has infinite, hit, seemingly infinite hit points. So just... that fight is actually really easy. Oh, fuck. What you do is, because you basically just exploit the AI. The AI only ever, ever targets the person you are controlling. Right. So you control somebody long enough for it to target them and immediately switch over to the other person <laughs> and just get a shit ton of free damage. <laughs> and you just do that back and forth over and over again. That fight is super easy. Oh, for fu- that fight took me two tries and fucking forever. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking forever. Oh, my God. And so many others. Like, far out. Anyway, um, that was the only one I had a problem with. Everything else was like, that was pretty cakewalky. But I didn't do any of the optional bosses. Like, the... Um, the in the simulation in the that last yeah simulation. i i did the 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 cup first couple summons or whatever but like i didn't do the, i didn't do the shinner simulation stuff at all which apparently like that's how you get your level two limit breaks oh yeah i, I got those but i didn't go i didn't further. realize that so i didn't do any of that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And that's why i, I meant, like, Sephiroth do went down Leviathan like a like a mofo because i had my level two limit breaks i never got a leviathan i don't know how to get him i didn't i, well, I didn't you have to up. finish all of the battle intel Oh fuck that! And I missed, I missed like fourteen and seventeen, so I didn't, I didn't get the fight. Yeah, you do the first fifteen battle intels. I think is what it is. I just don't. No, I'm not doing. I know. I mean, I, I'm really happy that stuff is in there. I will never do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I stopped caring about it at some point because the material you got from it, I, I didn't. It didn't work for my playstyle. Yeah, not so me I either. Didn't, I didn't ever, I never used any of it. I bought it all, but I never used any of it. I me too. I like give me like random shit like bio. Like I like I give a fuck about. Bio. Get oh no, bio is fucking strong as shit. No, uh, I'm talking about things like like the uh, ATB stagger, the yeah, um, provoke, like those kinds of things. Yeah, didn't use provoke. Is bio strong? I never <laughs> used it. Bio is incredibly strong, at least okay. in the original game. Oh, okay. I, 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 didn't, I didn't use, use it a lot it. here. Right. Yeah, because I didn't use it in this. Um, Arrow tend out to be like my my fourth pick after the main three elements. I was like, oh, okay. Maybe I actually I- rarely used. Uh, elemental magic unless it was like required for me it was um, it was mostly abilities it was with that material that adds it to your attacks that's why I oh elemental it. yeah elemental I, I used that briefly but I, I took it off pretty early because in the original game that could very easily get you in trouble mm. if you went into like a, a fairly tough fight and you happen to be using, using the wrong one that, that would heal them exactly because yeah because then that character is just like going to give Fuck them a bunch me. of free health yep pretty much and so i just I, stopped using it i think that happened to me once and i had to just straight up like i'm pretty sure i just had to restart the fight i think it was like <laughs> fucking ice chariot guy i'm pretty sure and I had ice and tifa the next time i used it actually or the only time i really actively like equipped it was uh leading up to the um Original game's final boss fight, which is the thing, the big machine thing on the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember he had a giant flamethrower attack, so I threw it on Barrett's armor, with, along with fire, 
to give him resistance to fire. Uh, and, then you don't even, and then you don't even fight that guy in the same way. So it was useless. That's pretty fun. Dude, that <laughs> thing, that was like, I wanted that, that fight cut. was fucking cool. I wanted that cut. Like, you're talking about the one at the end with like the flamethrowers and shit with the long drive and you're like slashing yeah. its wheels. I hated that fight, man. I, I was like, so that, that the original fight, honestly, like was kind of not great if... <laughs> if, the, if the original game would have ended there that would have been incredibly disappointing right so i like how they adapted that fight and made it at least a bit more interesting okay all right for me it was more of a pacing thing because i was like because i was like really rocking towards the end there and i hadn't taken any break like because i was just playing essentially straight through over one or two weekends so well, that, that they that didn't make the like fight a... difficult no no it wasn't difficult it was I, I beat it on i think the i'm pretty sure the first try yeah, like they didn't sure. they didn't make it difficult. Like it was super easy to like it choreographed yeah. the shit out of its abilities. Yeah, telegraphed shit out of its abilities. Yes, but like it felt it felt good fighting it, and I feel like it. Unlike the uh, previous bicycle um, sections, it didn't overstay its welcome. Oh, so that's the weird thing. I actually liked the previous bicycle sections and didn't like that one. <laughs> It was like that one I for me. Like the previous ones went on too long. Yeah, I, 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 I and, reckon. And, you're and, right, it, and I didn't like how long it. I didn't like how long it took for you to like catch back up to the truck again. The mm. acceleration in that part just felt bad. Yep. Yes, it did. Because it, it's not. It's not real. Like you can tell it's all padding. Like it's not. It's all just like yeah. waiting X time for you to when scripted catch up by this amount. You know, it's like oh okay. Oh, um, I mean in the in the other other sequences oh, all like all the bike sequences like because you don't actually yeah. have speed control like you just you just have forward and that's pretty, i don't even do you even have forward or do you just go? Uh, i mean yeah if you're holding if you're holding r2 okay. like you are yeah, yeah, accelerating yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, you, yeah. and you can break as well to slow down yeah, you're right yeah but it just the acceleration doesn't feel great so like if you're a little ways back because you had to slow down to fight something mm-hmm. it takes you for fucking ever to catch back up to truck where yep. they're getting attacked by somebody and you have this long ass timer before you can finally do a range i will never forgive that game because i didn't get the kiss from jesse so there you go i'm not gonna replay it to get a kiss from a fake character on a video game so it's just done that's my playthrough I, i'm pretty it. sure i did nice and you have to do you have to do pretty well like you have to like, like take almost no damage and oh yeah those sequences are like super easy I just could. I just, just couldn't replay. I just, yeah, I just, I just couldn't be bothered replaying it. It's like one of those, it's like Uncharted where you go through a crazy set piece and then you like fuck up something and you have to play it again. No, thank you. I, I this. So, on that note, uh, the whole last in last part of that game mm-hmm. is that. Which last? If you lose part? to Sephiroth, oh no way! You go back like two or three boss fights. No way! That sucks. I saw that on uh, uh, Maximilian Dude, his playthrough. He died on that fight, and it, it threw him a ways back. Oh, like I had to fast geez. forward through to get back to the Sephiroth fight again. That would be painful. Because that Sephiroth... Like, yeah. Cause the sad thing is that also fucks the pacing. Because that Sephiroth fight, like, if you if you beat every element of it, it flows really cool. Like, it's it feels good to in the way it progresses from, like, that big thing to, like, one-on-one with Sephiroth to, like, going through, like, falling yeah. with Sephiroth. Yeah, like, it made me so glad that I didn't fuck it up because, like, there were some times during some of those those earlier parts of the, you know, the, the fights where, like, I was struggling. Like, it was fucking rough. Mm, mm, yeah. And, like, it felt good to get through it, but, like, man, I just, like, I, it would have crushed me to, like, have to do it all over again. Yeah, especially if you were having, like, material problems or you didn't weren't using Aerith, like, all OP abilities. Like, I could see it being pretty yeah, tough. I mean, the thing I will say is like it, it does a good job of of checkpointing. Like you can literally like just pick up 
from the like before the fight Good. but it always does it where in a way where you can still like interact with your materials good yeah because they, they probably figured that out themselves like, you need to be able and, to and it's that way through the entire game yeah yeah that, that, good. the material stuff is i think it's not perfect but it's well enough handled that when i got angry at it it usually offered me like a like an olive branch to the one the one thing that they did in this game or i should say didn't do that they did in the original game is allow you to remove all from a character oh, really? um, with, with regards to materia. Huh. In the original game, you could literally one button remove all your materia from one person. Oh, that could be really useful. I didn't... In this game, you cannot do that. Dude, not only can't you, it does this weird thing where like, if they don't have the weapon equipped with, it just hides what fucking materia is on like the extra slots of the bigger weapon. But it does, like you can see in the, in the total list, like the full list, but yeah, it's never, just, it's, it's never like just disappeared. Exactly, yeah. But it's more like, say you're troubleshooting. I'm trying to find where materia is. Like well, the way I normally think is like, oh, it's usually on this character and I'd switch to that character and have a look at that materia and then just wouldn't be there. I'm like, oh. So then I have to go back into like the full list and like scroll down to find it. But that's because I'd switched the weapon on that character. So it was hidden because it was on the longer weapon. Anyway, whatever, what, whatever. At, at, at least, at, le- at least you could, you could tell that it was on like a, an active weapon as opposed to like yes. one they didn't have currently. Yeah. Like great. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, that's the thing. Like there was a, it wasn't perfect, but I liked it. Like there's enough good there that I could see where they're well, going and I had no problem with it. And that's better than the original game because in the original <laughs> game, when, when material went into a slot, it disappeared from your list. Ah, oh, that's that would be infuriating. That, but yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, and I, I think, and I really like material. Like, I actually really like all the systems in this game. I think, um, maybe not. I think summons are kind of underwhelming sometimes. I, I actually, I kind of like how they handled summons. So I, I, so I was talking with a friend who's actually currently still playing through the game, um, and I we were talking about summons in kind of the Final Fantasy series as a whole. Mm. And I think that actually the way they handle them in this game is probably the best they've done yet. I think because so. Because in most in most Final Fantasy games, like summons are mostly useless. Yeah. Like uh, you pretty much never really need them. They're just kind of flashy things you can do that are ne- never really much stronger than your normal magic. Yeah. I think with, like, a, with a few exceptions, obviously. That's the thing for I think for me, they still didn't feel I think the reason I, did, I found them a bit anticlimactic is because I just still didn't feel strong enough. Um, especially with how much like damage I was doing near the end. Like I, I wouldn't, my output wouldn't be increased much by adding a summon. Um, well, so that's the thing is like, like they, they still do though, because like basically the way summons seem to be handled in this game is like, okay, well, when it seems like you might be struggling with, struggling with a fight, the summon bar shows up. Yeah. Or if it's like long enough, apparently, apparently yeah, you can just be yeah. around so long, they'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, and so, like, adding that, you know, sum- pulling out that summon, even if you don't use their summon abilities, they're still adding extra damage to the fight. Mm. And then they do whatever their final ability is when their mm-hmm. timer runs out. So, like, they're basically just extra damage to help yeah, you get through Yeah, and the fight. final ability usually does quite a bit. Like, I'm usually yeah. okay with that. So, for me, like, the only thing I'd add to the summons, because, like, 15 was fucking bonkers right it's just like end world ending when you have a summon which is like the other end of the scale um but this one what i would like them to add if i was to ask for anything um is if you could end the summon early and to do the final hit but that does increased damage because you ended it early like that that's the one thing i would probably add that kind of risk reward kind of thing 
because sometimes it's just like I'm getting pressured. Um, I want this fight to end now. He's on a sliver of health. Like I would, and I don't have a limit break. I just want the summon to just do his fucking business. Like sometimes, like in the original, I remember that's being like the best summons, like Knights of the Round stuff, would be fight enders, and I wanted that for this as well, but I didn't get that yet. Maybe I'll add that in the next one because that seems like a pretty. That's the thing is like that's the thing that's like hard hard to kind of keep in mind is like the scope like technically in this part technically at this point in the game in the original game hmm. you didn't even have summons yet that's crazy to me you that's didn't get the first summon until the like it is an optional one you can actually skip and um at the uh um chocobo farm when Which you leave calm. Is, it? is it just a chocobo uh that's the um chocomog Chocomog, yeah. Okay, if cool. you talk to the Chocobo at the Chocobo farm, he'll give you Chocomog materia. Oh, that's cool. I, I don't. I think that's the, literally that. the first summon in the game. That's pretty cool. Like I like, like yeah. And that's the thing. Despite my nitpicks, I still like the summons a lot. I love the, the design of them. I probably like the fifteen oh, yeah. designs more. I like fifteen Ifrit more than the classic Ifrit. Um, but the but I'm probably like a, in the minority on that one. This Ifrit was cool. <laughs> the Shiva was perfect. Shiva looked fantastic. Yeah. Um, Choco- I didn't like Fat Chocobo, but I liked the other Chocobo. Uh, <laughs> Fat Chocobo was too much, man. That's that's uh, rolling around. She's like, come Chocobo on. Existed in seven. Uh, yeah, but he rolled. It's so, so in <laughs> seven, the, the Chocomog Materia had a random rare chance to summon Fat Chocobo instead. Right, right, right. That's that's fun. Like it's, it's like, and that's the thing. I liked. There's so much about this game I really like. If it wasn't for probably Ghost of Tsushima and. Um, Persona 5 Royal, this would be my game of the year. Currently, this is like number three. I really liked it. Um, but which, So, speaking of which, Duran, did you like it? Like, I did. I, I think you, I'm getting positive vibes, but I'm not sure where you land on it. Where, where did you kind of sit on FF7 Remake? Oh, yeah. Well, like, as of right now, this is like far and away game of the year for me. Awesome. Yeah, I'm happy like, you I enjoy it. the shit out of playing this game. Fucking cool. Because it's fucking cool. Like, they did, they went for it. They did something different. Yeah, like, I was... I, I was like kind of kind of heartbroken today, uh, deleting it from my PS4 oh, to rough. make room for the uh, Avengers beta. Oh, but I'm like, but I'm like, yeah. well, I finished it. It's on disc, so it won't take that long to reinstall it if I want to. Right. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, so that's the thing. So like, so you got your impressions from when you straight up finished it, and you did overall like it. So when you started looking into it more. Um, and figured out all like the Sephiroth stuff. So where where are you feeling about where this is headed? Are you are you looking forward to it? Are you worried about anything? Like what's where's the Duran stance right now in the future of FF Seven? Like for me, I think it's both. I think I'm I'm a hundred percent looking forward to it. Like I awesome. so like the next sequence, if they do still follow the rough timeline of the original game, is going to calm and doing the Nibelheim flashback stuff, which I'm super looking forward to. Cool. Like going back to, and like seeing them hopefully like like flesh out the the kind of history between cloud and sephiroth from back when they were together and to see how this game handles that with regards to zach because the whole thing with cloud and how he like lost his identity and like took on zach's and everything like all of that was partly brought on if not completely brought on by zach's death Mm. And Cloud's desire to have been basically him and not being good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, with Zach being alive, I'm curious to see how this changes that and how this changes Cloud's memories of 
the events of Nibelheim. Right. So that's the thing. So for me, it's weird because um, I'm looking forward to the next one, not because of any nostalgia for seven, because I just don't remember much from seven, like the original seven. And I'm not going to go back and play it. I don't think I just don't have time. But the um, I really liked the gameplay and the characters so much in this one, which is insane for me to say about a fucking Final Fantasy game because it's usually not the case. Um, but I like the gameplay and characters so much about from this game that I'm I'm really happy to play the next one. I really want to see where they go with it next and evolve those systems and stuff and evolve the story. And so for me, like the big question mark is is Zach, and I would just I really want them to go wild with it. Like it's weird because part of me. Um, is fearful of an FF8 Logan, what the fuck his name was, like Laguna. I, I was, I was just gonna say, like, I wonder if that's the direction they're gonna go. But like, I'm kind of on board because I like Zach a lot. Like, he seems like a cool dude, and I, I would, I've never played Crisis Core, or whatever it was. So, so. That, so that's the thing is that here's here's what I actually what I what I wonder is, are they gonna go that route, or does this just open up the, them to be able to then maybe? make a spin-off game that tells essentially like the untold story of Zach because now he's alive and oh. this is all un, un um untread territory and like to show like okay well if Zach had survived that this is what would happen dude i would love that i think i think like i don't it's weird so that's the thing it's like i want to say i want to say that would be really cool but like they don't have great history with no, spin-off Final Fantasy Seven games. They don't, and it's, it's weird because um, it almost feels like that would be a bait and switch, but it's also not. Because think of it this way, right? They introduced the idea of Zach living in this game, and it almost feels like a kind of fake out if that has no impact on the next few games. But at that's the, the thing is, like, it, it it has to just because of Sephiroth or uh, Cloud's mental issues he has later in but the that's the thing game. right because it's it's revealed during that like the little little bit with zach that it's a different universe because i showed you the dog thing right so at the so you could say that they're well, not only that, but like literally playing crisis core like you see him die there right exactly yeah so it's like but but him living is in whatever universe the dog looks like that in you know right so it's like so to me it's like yeah they're kind of faking you out it has no impact on the rest of ff7 but at the same time, they're not because they did show you the fact that it's in a different universe. So they kind of they told you the truth that they they like they he lived, but he lived in this other universe. So maybe it shouldn't have any impact on FF Seven remake. You know, it's like they kind of went both ways with it, and they can go both ways with it as well going forward, which I'm fine. Yeah, with. it was it's funny because like I was I was listening to um a, a group of guys on YouTube talking about it and kind of their theories and stuff. And one of them tried to posit a theory that, like, the reason that Zach lived was because the um, Whispers were so busy with <laughs> Sephiroth. <laughs> Maybe. That they didn't ensure that all the soldiers got out of Midgar to fight Zack and make sure he died. And so he basically kind of slipped through. What do you think? But about the problem that with that is the problem with that is that doesn't fucking work because these are not just multiple universes. Like we do, like we established these are multiple timelines. Correct. Those would have happened in two different timelines. So yes. that doesn't 
unless the unless unless they're trying to say that the whispers exist in all timelines at the same time you know what though i think that's what they are saying like i i, th- I actually do think that's what they're saying because it, it she like Aerith says something like this is like this weird nexus moment or something weird i forget what the words are it's been months but um she kind of right. hints the idea that it is and also Sephiroth from the future so there is multiple timelines and they all are kind of converging here um so i think it, it is I, I think it's very possible that it did shift backwards in time but in the same moment we do know that whatever that dog is looks different in whatever universe it is that zach lived that's certain because we see it in that scene that the dog yeah. is different like they, so, they, they very clearly focus on that to show you that this is a different universe exactly so it's like even if what he, whether he's what that guy says is true like the whispers were distracted or whatever and that's very possible either way that still doesn't really tell us anything about what's going to happen next <laughs> like eh, who knows no, man. like yeah and it's, it's, it, well, and especially with like the whispers having been defeated, yeah, that that whole that whole thing is done now. So now it's just a matter of moving forward. It's kind of cool. And, and, because... and so, so that's that's, that's one, one thing I, I I keep forgetting to bring up. That I thought it was actually like a really cool way of them doing this whole thing with Sephiroth and the whispers and Sephiroth manipulating the the party to defeat the whispers mm. for him. Is he does so in, in like the smartest fucking way possible, which is those visions they keep seeing that are visions of Final Fantasy VII. Like the plate falling as we know and stuff? It, they see the plate falling. They see Meteor. Mm. Um, they they see that as this is the bad ending. But, this is where we lose. Right, but it, but in reality, it's actually just what happens. Like, no matter, and then it's like, so that's the other... That's, that's the flip side of it is... is it all it's it's a matter of perspective because yeah. you, you look at it as the players like no that no we won that's the good ending but he tricked them into thinking that was the bad ending right which i think is what Sephiroth is trying to do for do to them mm. but Aerith and why she then presses the the party to be like no we actually do have to go in and defeat these uh whispers is they see the flash forward of uh red 13 from like the post-credit uh, scene in Seven, mm-hmm. where they're like running up and like Midgar is overgrown and all that. Yep. That future is a future where humans don't exist anymore, right? And the reason the humans don't exist anymore is because of the geostigma that happened in Advent Children. Right, that is the bad ending. The Final Fantasy Seven that we played was the bad ending. Okay, because humans still fucking died. Did they? I actually didn't know. I didn't put those things because together. so so the geostigma. So the the writer of seven around the time Advent Children was coming out, put out some like little short stories that kind okay. of took place after the events of Final Fantasy Seven. One mm-hmm. focusing on Aerith, one focusing on Sephiroth. Um, I'm not familiar with what's in the Aerith one, but the Sephiroth one basically kind of lays out the Geostigma stuff from Advent Children, Geostigma was created by Sephiroth. He that, did that. Yeah, yeah. That part I get. But so wait, so when you say, so or just just lay out the timeline. So you beat Sephiroth at the end of seven. Then so you, what happens? You beat Sephiroth at the end of seven. He goes into, he, he falls into the live stream. Yeah. But Sephiroth being fucking Sephiroth 
he basically wills himself out of it. Sure. Um, he's found a way to do that. Um, and he then begins hatching his plan as this ethereal being. Sure. Um, and 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 ties himself to Cloud and all that. Um, he creates the geostigma. Trying to remember the exact um timeline here. He creates the geostigma basically as the way to solidify his memory and to make people suffer. Um, to be able to come back as Sephiroth or whatever. But essentially what it what, what ends up happening is like at the end of Final Fantasy VII original, it jumps 500 years in the future. And you see Red 13 and like some other of his kind running through a field or whatever. And then they come up on a cliff overlooking Midgar and Midgar's completely overgrown. Oh, okay. nobody lives there anymore. That's really and weird. That, because that's a future where humans have died oh, from geostigma. It's weird because I thought, okay, so when I was a kid and I watched that ending, what I thought it meant was, um, so the whole deal, and maybe he, I actually think it's very possible they retconned this because the oh, I 100% think they retconned this. Yeah, because the way I looked at it was, um, the whole point was Sephiroth was protecting, you know, well, kind of, you can call it protecting, you can call it whatever the fuck you want, but essentially humans were raping the earth. And this whole thing kind of gets kicked off by the fact that humans are, are essentially pillaging natural resources. Right. And then the ending was like, okay, humans have abandoned maker reactors and stuff and let that just all go back to nature. And we found different ways, more sustainable right. ways to live. That's, that's kind of how I would have taken it as well. Like basically Midgar was abandoned as a city. Yeah. But like, I didn't take that as like humans were gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I thought Meteor was abandoned, and now it's like now they and we found better ways to live. That's how I interpreted right. it. And that's the thing is like that thing is like right now things are still kind of interpretations because mm. it's it's easy to understand how this all lays out where like that was all actually the bad ending. There's no more humans because of right geostigma, of the geostigma and all that. And so that's why Aerith is pushing forward is to make sure that the humans sure. continue to exist. Yeah. Okay. But the, the thing about that is if I recall correctly from Advent children, geostigma is cured. That's the whole point of Advent children is that things are dying and we need to figure out why it's dying so we can right. stop it dying. Yeah. So that's still the good ending. <laughs> I don't know if there but, is a bad ending. <laughs> but so here's the thing, though, is 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 that if Aerith saw that flash of Red Thirteen over Midgar, or whatever, and she interpreted that as oh, everybody has gone. died, yep. she will still see that as the bad ending. Right, and we need to we we have to push through because we can't let that happen. Yeah, I think it's very much a case of like I don't know how much Aerith knows because. Say for example, they just saw they they saw the meteor and that, right? Then if you didn't know anything about the future, then you would assume that humans are wiped out because it's meteor and we all lose and everyone dies, right? And well, so if she didn't know anything, but she seems like she does know things, so I don't know. She does, and and here's why. Here's why, because the whispers. She says this at the at the end of that game. The whispers are the voices of the planet. Mm, mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. speak to her as uh, an ancient. Yeah, right, right. They're, they are why she knows everything she knows. Yeah, yeah. And and if you take that theory of that the whispers exist in all times uh, um, simultaneously, yeah, yeah. they know what the future holds. Pretty much. Well, they have to know what and, the future holds, but they maintain the right, future. Right, because that, that's how they make Right, exactly. Yeah. And 
that's where I'm confused <laughs> because if those are the if those are the voices of of the planet, and Aerith has been listening to them as an ancient, why does she decide that the right plan is to destroy them? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't understand what the fuck's her deal. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never, I didn't understand it at the start. I didn't understand. It. Like at the moment, I think it's um, I think her v- real like the the deal was. This is my interpretation, but somewhat like similar to other people's. The whole system of multiple timelines being held together into one series of events by the whispers. All of that was broken by Sephiroth figuring out how to go back through time. So essentially, the Whispers had this system put together that was self-maintaining, that was keeping this one thread of history or future past history. Then this one aberration occurred where Sephiroth figured out a way to break that cycle. So now what's happening is that Sephiroth is fucking with it and the system that is this, the Whispers, that is falling apart. Like they're not able, they don't think they can maintain a good future because they only work one way. So for example, Sephiroth, like they, the whispers probably know that the plate falling was bad. So like this, the, but the whispers have to maintain that. But now Sephiroth is now fucking with it. Not only are the things that are destined to be bad must happen, but also anything additional bad that he adds to the timeline will happen. And that's when the whispers are like, okay, we can't like this future. We can't main, we can't, he's he's breaking the system like we if we keep doing bad things and he keeps doing bad things the future that happens at the end of that won't be what we intend it'll be some nightmare or hellscape and so they're like then that whole system has to end because maintaining it the way they have been will just lead to worse outcomes and that's why you have to break the system i think that's the that's kind of how i interpreted it is but you're yeah. but you're assuming the, the whispers are trying to break the system, which they're not. They're very much holding the system. You break the system by destroying them. Oh, well, yeah. the whispers yeah. coalesce into those arbiters. Yeah, into the, into the arbiter. I mean, like when I say the whispers, I mean like the planet, Aerith, ancient, whatever you want to call. It. Like the overall decision at the end was to break the system so that to to stop Sephiroth. I think, like, mm. yeah, it's because because it, yeah, Aerith is usually on the side of the whispers, but at the end she turns against them. You know, that's I think that's her decision point. Because she's like Sephiroth is doing more than this system can can maintain, and that's pretty obvious. So, I, think. I mean, so here here's here's yeah. the the galaxy brain theory that a lot of people have, <laughs> have kind of sure uh, taken with this game. It's it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Now we know why this game is called Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> what 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 is their uh, what's their reasoning there? I, I think I know what you mean, but lay it out for me. Because Final Fantasy VII is being remade. Oh, right, because you're you're kind of playing it through again with the like Sephiroth is trying to remake. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, the yeah. timeline. That's fun. I like that. That's fun. That's cute. It's 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 a. Uh... It's funny because yeah. like I don't. Are you familiar with who Co Carnage is? Uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll look up his face. I'll probably recognize his face. He was so indignant about the name of this game. He actually did a, a, a video specifically, like talking about how, like, you know, he's enjoying the game and everything, but like, Square are selling people a false bill of sale with this game. They're calling it Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it's not even the full game. People are going into it <laughs> expecting this to be the game, and it's not the game, and, and they're tricking people, blah, blah, blah. Sure. He had such an about face after playing the game, or after finishing funny. the game. 
and realizing like oh i fucked up i didn't understand That's, but like oh, this God. name makes a lot more sense now after finishing the game i, I it's funny because i i, I just dis, i disagree with them on both parts <laughs> like at the start i was like they're pretty yes they called it a remake and they didn't put part one on it i get what he means but like they did such a good job that things like you know what sometimes you earn it like sometimes like yeah you even if even with all the fuckery they did which they did do fuckery i think they earned it in the end but just by putting so much heart into it i can forgive them for it so that part i disagree with on and the remake part of it it's like that's still unknown we do not know if they're actually going to change anything going forward yeah like the, the interesting thing is like i feel like we will know that Right. With the first trailer of the second game. Maybe. Yeah, me, yeah. either the first trailer or or it might be like this one where you have to play the second game through and then it's revealed at the end kind of. I don't think so. I, I, I feel like, and especially like with the more recent interview they did, um, they actually kind of say that. Mm. Um, because they say, like one of the quotes from Nomura is, I think we can clearly convey the direction when we officially announce the next installment. Awesome. Because I, I bet they don't really know the direction. I think that there's a, there's a decent chance that if if that was the true meaning of the name, which I think it is, because if you even go back to the original, original, original um, teaser for there's this, the voiceover, right? And the wording, something. yeah, of the voiceover, it, like, is in the same tone that this entire fucking game is. Right. It's it's like a where it's like it's but talking like, to the player. Yeah. 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 Um. Oh, that's so cool. I, I think that if they do go that direction where we're going to know it with the next trailer, may not even be from the gameplay, but may just be from the name. Oh, maybe. I mean, Because if they don't call it Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2, but instead call it Final Fantasy something or Final Fantasy VII something different, then we know that the reason we, we know exactly why the first one was called Remake then. Mm, that's fair. It's a subtitle, not a distinction and, and and if if i was them i would be looking at fan theories and i would be looking at like reactions and oh stuff. i bet they're having a fucking blast with this right 100 percent. because like if i was deciding which way to go with it like that's one data point i definitely have to use right like it's, yeah well so like they actually had told uh maximilian uh when he had talked with uh i think it was nomura and katase uh, a few years back um at one of the conventions when he saw like an early early build of it or whatever um that like anytime that the team would have like kind of down days or whatever, like the morale might be, not be great or whatever, they would go back and like watch fan um, reactions to the <laughs> announcement. That's cool. And, like that would re-energize the team again. Dude, that's fun. And, and you can feel it. Like I reckon you, when I was playing the game, I could feel how much heart they put into it. Like, Oh, fucking hundred percent. Yeah. I, the squat mini game is the thing that made me fall in love. Like that, <laughs> that music to the squat mini game was like okay. I love it. Oh like, my god! That went from like liking the game to legit loving the game. <laughs> so I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, to, I mean, I, I reckon that was a Uematsu joint as well. I might be wrong, but I I feel like he did that re- that that remix personally. It feels too perfect. Oh, sorry, I, I hit my microphone. Um, feels too da- damn perfect. Um. But yeah, so much of the music in this game was amazing, dude. So that's that's obviously my favorite track. What what was your favorite track though? I, I, I assume it's not that. I I actually I think it might have been that one. Yeah, dude, it's it is god tier. Like I cannot think of a better remix 
in that game than that fucking like i feel like i feel like it's either that or maybe the jazzy tifa's theme oh yeah the, yes tifa in general though i will say in general i didn't really much care for like the remix cds you bought in the game i bought all of them. no i didn't like any of them actually. i really didn't like i didn't really like most of those i i, I can't think of one i liked except unless sorry there was a couple that played it straight that was just like a theme and those are those ones are fine but yeah. if, everything that was like uh, a remix, I, I didn't if like. I recall correctly, I think the Cosmo Canyon one wasn't terrible because I think it was also kind of jazzy. I sounding. just, I just never, I've never liked that but, theme. So, uh. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm a man of, of refined tastes, Duran. That is, that is definitely outside my. If you say so. Um, they, it's, but I have to, yeah. There's the intro music, like that first, like when the game boots. That's 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 pretty fucking up there. Um, the all the battle themes are good. I didn't get uh, sick the of the, the remix of those who fight further was amazing. Yeah, dude, dude, yes. Like that airbuster <laughs> fight, like you are fucking pumped for that fight. Oh when it man, and yeah, so that, that's the thing. There's so much in this game that I just love, and the graphics were solid. I didn't have any issues with them. Um, framework wasn't perfect, but whatever, I don't care. Um, Fr- framework wasn't perfect, but like it was, it was fairly steady mm, yeah. i didn't really notice any major dips uh well we were i was on the pro and you were on the the basic right so it's a bit right different um pro running it like, i will say okay. having upgraded my tv in the middle of playing it oh boy oh did you get it looks a lot better. did you get the 4k yeah nice i don't have a focus still but i do have a 4k tv now right welcome welcome to the the it's and so much better it is so much better on the even without a pro it still looks way nicer Dude, than yeah because all the all the decent tvs because you got a samsung right I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like they have excellent upscalers in Samsungs. So like, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, you're running on the same console, but it looks different. It looks better, like somehow. It's fucking magic, that Korean magic. Um, but no, I, I... So that's the thing. That I'm looking forward to the next one because they earned my trust with this one. That's kind of the the where I'm standing there. I'm not even that interested in the story. I'm just, I'm just have the popcorn waiting to see where it goes, but... Yeah, I'm, like I'm like like, like for me, like I, I think as somebody who who has very much been a massive fan of Final Fantasy VII, I'm one of those people that like most Final Fantasy fans hate because for me, seven is like the pinnacle of the series. Sure, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's um, a bad opinion. I think it's fine, but <laughs> with that, I think there are so many ways they could have failed to meet my expectations with this game, especially within the prolonged. Uh, development time mm. um but like they managed to fucking like knock it out of the park just like, out of the park. way exceed my expectations absolutely by far absolutely i'm so happy you felt like it because i was kind of worried because they, they a lot of not a lot but there was a vocal group of fans who were really not necessarily angry but like felt betrayed by this whole the whole like whisperers ending thing they were like oh well, no uh, what are they so i think today? that I think that again. I think I think that they kind of screwed up with their eleventh um, hour change. Like mm. the game played it so straight for, for the most part through mm. the entire game. Yeah, they added Sephiroth in here and there, but like I think anyone kind of expected them to do that because in order to tell a coherent story that ends at the middle of or in the end of Midgar. Um, you have to establish Sephiroth, obviously. Mm. But, like, he's not really established at this point in the original game. Mm. So it would make sense that you would have to add him in there, here and there, and whatever. And, like, 
the whispers were an odd addition, but a lot of I think a lot of uh, fans of the original game just kind of assumed like, oh, they're going to be the stand-in for the hooded clones in in the original game or whatever. Oh, okay, all right. But I then, like, you get to the end of the game, and then it just fucking goes full on off the rails. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like, like you finish you finish the fight with with. Uh, the the fucking machine thing on the highway or whatever and like you expect the game is going to wrap up at this point and then it just fucking goes oh yeah I, it I, goes places that was actually probably my if i was to pick a top moment of the game it was well it was the plate falling probably but just after the plate falling um it it is stopping at the because like you finish the because i really didn't like that fight but you finish that fight and then you slow down and there's a like, quiet moment with just like I don't know what it is. It's like a, it's like a checkpoint, like a pay checkpoint kind of thing in the middle of the yeah, road. Yeah, like a toll booth. Sort like of a thing. toll booth. Yeah, exactly. Like a toll booth, and you can there's like a bench there, and like a um, fucking uh, dispenser there, and you're like I'm like get off. It's like oh, and it's just like this long breathe out because he's had multiple boss fights in a row, and it's like oh wow, this is right. like a nice moment. And then a cutscene hits, and fucking Sephiroth shows up and it rips so, a portal so, through so time. That's, that's actually. So that's the thing is like that's not actually how it happens. If right. you recall, what it does, and this is what fucks with the original players of the game, you finish that boss fight, yeah, and you slow down, like you said, yeah. He gets off the bike, yeah, and then the camera slowly zooms around, like it has done through the entire game, and you're back in control of Cloud again. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then but that's you... the part. That's the part that fucks with the original players because once you finish that boss oh. fight in, in the original game, you're done. The rest is cutscenes. Right, right. But right. now they've given you control again. And you're like. Wait, what? Oh, okay. Because for me, yeah. Like, we're like still the, going. The control part, because I didn't remember that ending. So the control part just kind of vanishes for me because you just walk like a little bit forward. I think it's like through the, I think you can sit in the bench maybe. It's through the toll booth basically. Yeah. When you walk through the toll booth, which was like I did second, like three seconds later, then that second cutscene hits. And that's, for me, I loved it because it was like a, Actually, oh, it's, not even, it's not even that far. I think you just walk a few steps and then the cutscene triggers yeah maybe maybe like the cutscene triggers at, but the portal's on the other side and you, so you can still go to the bench yeah and then go to the portal um because i just loved i the whole because i guess the whisper is back at the plate falling i guess what they were and so i was like how are they going to tie this up because is just are this going to be fucking doing this for next i could not if they'd made us deal with two <laughs> more games of us at like a, like the plate like a, a terrible situation like the plate falling and like us literally being walled off by ghosts I'd be just outraged. But so when they when they told me that they'd be fixing that problem, um, I was like, oh, thank you. I was thankful for that reason. But also it was a cool cutscene. Like he comes down from like the sky or something, and there's this white fucking rent in the universe or something around you, and it's like and Aerith has that baller like monologue and it's like oh shit's gonna get real like that everything from there forward was probably my my second favorite sequence but the plate falling is probably number one um, i still want to know what she did because he yeah. he like cuts a, a portal or whatever through mm. and then she does something and turns it white and i don't yeah. understand that part me neither <laughs> i i suspect it is um he cut it open to like to like to an area of whatever that pocket universe is that's to his advantage and she changed it such that they could enter in a different way and then fight the the whispers and all that kind of stuff because um he wanted them to fight the whispers yes but i suspect that he also wanted them to be like you know horribly disadvantaged and die in the process maybe um like it, it no because he actually has said before like he he does not want cloud to die 
cloud oh, needs to survive that's true yeah but maybe the, the cloud dies right. he dies and, that, maybe, and that's 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 yeah. another theory that was brought up in that video i was watching that they were talking about it's like you know maybe that's the change that happens in the future maybe it's not Aerith that dies mm-hmm. maybe they realize that cloud is the thing keeping sephiroth around that'd be cool and if cloud dies then they can defeat sephiroth dude like i would and maybe, and maybe that's that. how this whole thing eventually ends yep. is that cloud actually dies which one is a cool change. That's and, cool. And it's in with the lore of Sephiroth and everything. And two, fucking gives them free, you know, they're cut free from this universe. They cannot possibly make any more games. No one can ask. Cloud's <laughs> fucking dead. Sephiroth's dead. We're done. No more Final Fantasy Seven. I mean, that's a good way to end it. Because I, I, I like, because like, FF10, whether you agree or not, I don't care. I love the ending of FF10. Um, with I've Cloud, actually still you know. never seen the ending to that game. Yeah, so Cloud disappears. Not Cloud. Which which fucking air name is this guy? Uh, Titus. Oh, Titus. Titus. Yeah, the water name. That's right. Um, so like Titus disappears, and he's he's like part of his own unmaking, and that's and that was like a right. really kind of wonderful ending. And in this one, it feels like especially because if you look at Advent Children and look at the ending of the original Seven stuff, Cloud's never happy at the end. Like it's not a good ending for him. He's never. It's never like. He never even fucking. I don't think he even fucking smiles. Aside from when people make him smile, like with with like going out of their way to help him out, you know. He's not like. Well, to be fair, it's hard to say because in the original game they didn't have mouths. Oh sh- sure, yeah. <laughs> you're you're right, but you get like this feeling from him that he's just like this kind of eternally embattled. And in Advent Children, he doesn't fucking smile and stuff, you know. Like it's it's just his entirely embattled soul, um, just like always trapped in his own past kind of thing. I feel like that's kind of, this is kind of like the, well, sorry, not this. If Cloud died, that would be a pretty good ending for that character because it would give him something, like a good way to go out. Um, and I think if, aside from me not liking Aerith, I think Aerith living would be an important change in this game. Um, if they, if that's the, if that's where they try decide to really fork it. If she dies again, I'm going to be kind of disappointed. I think, uh, see, here's what my theory is. I think that I I think there, there there's a chance that the games going forward may actually end up being like they realize that they've played into Sephiroth's hand, mm. so now they act as the whispers. Okay, kind of, like, and they and basically right. you're you're trying to make sure that this game ends the way the original game did going cool, forward. Oh. So I I think that. That could potentially be really interesting because when you get to the point of Aerith's death, it could be made even stronger, or or, or they could try to invoke similar feelings that players had with the original death scene mm. by forcing the player to make the decision that Aerith has to die. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you mentioned that before. I, could, I think it was um, the last podcast we did. But yeah, if if, if the player had to make that. Not necessarily make the decision because let's just say they they've scripted it for her to die, but like you have to like. Well, I say make the decision actions. like you 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 have to make it happen. Yeah, you have like, to you're do going the forward. Actions, yeah. Similar to in this game where like you're going forward knowing that the plate is going to fall. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. but like a little bit different because going in, the, in this next one it's more that like you are you are as a party mm. setting in in motion the events to make sure that she dies. Right, and it's it's and that it all comes down to like that that eternal really core question what does Aerith know because if if right. if she doesn't Especially know the now, future then you can't do that gone, mm. what does she know going forward exactly and that's that's kind of all and I'm pretty 
And I'm pretty happy like because I don't like Aerith as a person, but I really like how all the characters have that kind of depth to them. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's Tifa's arguable. Some people think she has depth, some people don't. I, I'm kind of in between on that one. She 100 does, especially like if they kind of ex- expand on the history stuff. Like, like I said, in the next game, going back to the Nibelheim stuff, like. That plays very much into like history of her and Cloud. And exactly. Sephiroth. Yeah, I think I think they went light on her on this one because they focused really, really on Cloud and Aerith in terms of just give and the well, inside and, characters. And here's the thing too: is like in the original game, and this all you know has a potential to change because of Zach and everything, depending on what, how that plays into this world. Mm. In the original game, when Cloud's talking about all of his soldier stuff and all this, all this everything, Tifa knows the truth the whole time. Mm. about Zach because she was there in Nibelheim right in Nibelheim Zach was the one so during this this like flashback in Calm that happens post Midgar and Sephiroth or um, Cloud's telling the story of, of Sephiroth and everything else and the Nibelheim disaster and all that he's literally telling it from the perspective of Zach and that's, Tifa knows better that's really she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't um reveal that until the whole like coma shit with cloud mm. but she knows this whole time that he's lying about who he is that's it, i wish i remembered this better because to me that sounds like a really intriguing thing that just it's, I, I can't like i said i'm super looking forward to this new line flashback <laughs> well means especially with the changes to zach yeah and that's the thing so yeah i, I think they're gonna be they, they did go light on tifa in this game aside from the couple flashbacks with her and like that cowboy whatever outfit um right but like i think that's because they know they'll be doing going way deeper on tifa on the next game um yeah and that's that's cool that's good by me man like, like the fact that i'm happy they did the stuff with jesse and all that kind of stuff in this and that the fact that they do you think they lived i'm pretty sure they lived like just by looking at things so- so here's the thing is is um uh Wedge actually is unknown whether he lived or not. Sure. Because you hear the glass break when the the whispers are like pushing him backwards. Mm-hmm. And the whispers are making sure he dies because he's supposed to. He he wasn't supposed to survive. Right. So I think he may actually have ended up dying. Wedge is the fat one, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's like he's like for some reason the one that people think is almost certainly alive, but I don't see any reason for that. Like because he was alive when he shouldn't have been. Right. Yeah, he's lived that little bit longer. Um, Biggs is definitely alive. Yeah, Biggs is alive, and I think Jesse's alive because of the glove. Jesse, I don't think is alive. Okay, you think it's just like that was like a memento or something? Biggs took those mementos. To remember her or whatever. Maybe. I think she's dead. And the reason why I know Biggs is not dead is because apparently, I, from what I've heard, and I, I can't go back and look now because I fucking deleted the game. <laughs> when you go to the chapter select and go back to that chapter, I think it is, like they specifically say like he was injured. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. I like I remember um if you load into that chapter or whatever. Right. Because I I've, I remember leaving that game with the impression that Biggs was alive and maybe Jesse was alive because of a glove. But I was certain that Biggs was alive and I wasn't certain about Wedge. For some reason, I don't remember why I wasn't certain about Wedge because I think pretty sure the last time you see him is when he gets buried again. 
right? He's well, just... last time we see Wedge is he's trying to help them or whatever. He see he sees the the uh, elevator fall down. Yeah, with uh, the, them fighting the big thing or whatever. He runs that direction. The whispers are pushing him backwards. Right. And he's like saying, like, you know, I'm not going to give up for Jesse for blah, 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 blah. Oh, blah. and he gets pushed out the glass. You hear, you, and then it cuts to black. You hear the glass break and you mm. hear him say, I just want to make sure that um, basically that I, that I helped. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I just want to know that I made a difference. That's what he says. I, I reckon, I reckon there's, a, there's a 60% chance he's alive. And I think if I was to give a gut feel based on almost nothing, I think he's dead. Mm. And I think that his line there says that. Okay. He's, he uh, he knows he's died. He just wants to know that he made a difference. Right. In the time that he was allowed to live when he shouldn't have. Hmm. Yeah. Could go either way. I reckon. Like maybe, maybe. I I, I don't. I don't. I think it'd be a waste if they went through all that to just kill him off screen. You know. So like. I reckon he's. I reckon he'll stay. I reckon it's very possible that all three of them are going to be back in a future game. Um, maybe when they do, they ever return to Midgar? No. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, yes, they do. Okay, cool. Maybe then. way later on they return to Midgar. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe it was like all the way, like like two games from now when we see them again. That would be great. <laughs> I'd be. I'd be okay uh, with that. So one other, one other cool little Easter egg that I. I'm told, so here's here's a really interesting thing. I was told this by somebody who hadn't seen it happen yet in the game. And the, the, I'll explain. The Barrett death sequence was a, was a callback. Oh, you mean when he like... According to my friend who hasn't seen that that happens in this game yet, completely unprovoked, I, I was not hinting anything, I didn't hint anything after, said that Apparently, when they were making the game, um, they were trying to decide. Like they, they decided the character was going to die. They were trying to decide which character. And at one point, Barrett was on the chopping block. Oh, that's kind of cool. They ultimately decided on Aerith being the character that dies. Oh, so right, that's right, right. In, in our tower, where Barrett gets stabbed by Sephiroth and then comes back, hmm. a nod to that's cool. Him being a character they were considering killing. That's cool. The best part about this is this friend told me this. He hasn't gotten to that point in the game yet. He doesn't know that they actually like make a nod to that. That's fine. And I cannot wait to hear his reaction. Because that that, did that sequence happen in the original? Because I wasn't sure. Cool. No, not at all. Yeah, that was really interesting. I really liked that. Because I was like, oh, is maybe this is what people are talking about? Because that's kind of the thing. Like, I liked that buzz of people going, oh, something's changed and it's going to be really crazy. Because it kept me guessing and hoping for what that thing would be. And that actually was one of the reasons I really liked the game as well. Um, I was thinking the same thing. So when that happened, I was like, fucking no. Yeah, no, no way. No way. No, not kill Barrett. Fuck you. No. Because I tell you what, like, I didn't, I had like not many feelings about Barrett, but, but Barrett and his daughter, I was like, that, you cannot. Like, that's, that's like an inseparable, if, as long as she lives, oh, he must that. live. Like, so, them killing off Barrett here, it's 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 fucking butterfly effect. Like them killing off Barrett here, oh yeah, would make such a profound difference to the rest of the game, right? Yeah, like because when you so if you recall, like when they go to the gold saucer and they get thrown in jail, that whole sequence is Barrett's history. Yeah, because it talks about um you know how you know how he how, what happened to his town, why everybody's town hates him, um 
And then also, like, that's where you then meet Dine, his friend, who is also Marlene's dad. Mm. And you find out why Barrett has a gun arm and Dine also has a gun arm. And then you find out why Barrett kills Dine or why Dine is dead, why he's not around. Mm. Like, that whole fucking thing, like, none of that will happen if Barrett's not there. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's so. Yeah. They but can't in, kill Barrett. But in the moment, I was like, Barrett oh, Marlene. maybe this is it. You know, that's, that's kind of the thing. Like, obviously, they didn't kill him off. But in the moment, I was like, I was still tense, oh, yeah. you know? So I, was, I think that's really good that they that, that happened. I'm pretty happy with that. It's such, a, it's such a cool nod to, like, a thing that, like, even, you know, I'm a huge fan of Final Fantasy VII. I had no idea that was a thing. Right. I, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I, I didn't know either. I wasn't sure. So it's pretty cool. Man. So that, there you go, dude. There so <laughs> like that throughout that entire <laughs> fucking game. That was a good game. <laughs> I think that we could both say yeah, fuck yeah, that was that's that's really cool. I mean, I mean, like talk about games to go off in the generation with, like like FF Seven, yeah. Ghost of Shima. I'm I'm so happy with this year. Cyberpunk's just around. Oh, actually, no, it's not just around the corner anymore, is it? It's a, it's November. It's November now, yeah. Um, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything really. I'm looking forward to the next couple months, which is fine by me because I'm I'm yeah. gamed out at the moment. But um, uh, yeah, no, I I have uh, Tsushima and Last of Us still to play through. So I'm fair enough time yeah uh, yeah and i still have any how that goes i don't know we'll see yeah i'm really curious like it seems like people I'll don't it hate tomorrow. it i don't know so i'll let you know i guess yeah <laughs> i think that they're they're more confident in it than i expected them to be considering they're going to do an open beta yeah yeah because like they've been so cagey about talking about it i was kind of wondering if they were not very confident what this game was turning out to be i mean i think they they could see the negative buzz around it so they because there's a lot i I pretty much only heard negative about that game in terms of it being freaking um visuals wise they've done a lot since the earlier reveals yeah it it looks a lot better it was more it's more like a people like this looks like a b game you know, it was it was more yeah. visuals aside. Like either way, it just, it just seemed like a B kind of game. Um, it looked like a game that had way too high a budget. Exactly, but now it seems like they they saw that and they they put out this to to see if they could assuage that negative ish buzz. Um, who knows? Let me know. They went and, and and created more negative buzz by making Spider Man fucking Sony only. No oh, man, that's funny. I I find that I just find that humorous. <laughs> it was like almost. It feels almost inevitable, but and from the sounds of things, that's the only character that's going to be that way. I mean, yeah, because I mean, Sony and Spider Man to some extent, that, some extent, but they don't. They, they don't. I know they don't. I know they don't. But they kind of. It's also, it's also like they kind of do, right? It's in the game. They, uh, they own right Spider Man movies. It, and that's, that's it. it, and that's it, right? But I think it's more like they don't own the rights, but Marvel has enough sway, and Sony has enough sway over Marvel. That they kind of own the rise. It's like this yeah. weird unspoken, yeah. Um, but no, it's been now and a half, Duran, and that's, that's so uh, for both our sakes. Let's end it there. Yeah. <laughs> Almost three in the morning. Happy to finally have this chat with you. I probably will put it up um, when I get yeah, I, I've been bugging the shit out of my friend because you've not been around, and I need somebody to fucking unload on. It's fucking, it's fucking. I'm, I'm I'm happy you like it. That's that's my big takeaway. It's fucking such a good yeah. game yeah honestly i'm happy you liked it because like you were not like necessarily super big on it going no, in no i was i was I, I could i wasn't actually gonna play it for the longest time um i right. was like oh i'll just play them all when they come out <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and and uh, I only played it because people were like, "Oh no, the changing the end changes things," and I was like, "Oh, okay, I want to see what that is," and so that was the the carrot that made me actually play it through, and I'm happy I did because it does change things. And it's very it was very interesting seeing the discussion that that kind of spawned around that afterwards, um, and I wouldn't have well, let it be spoiled. So beyond Final Fantasy VII, I think this game shows that they at least have a direction now maybe for future final fantasy games. this is the first good final fantasy game they've made in a while i'm yeah. gonna say that i mean i mean i liked 15 a lot but this is the first stellar one they've made in a while like they've made good 15 ones is like a 15 is a halfway decent game it's a good game this is an excellent game it's like a different tier well, fifteen is a decent game. It's a shit Final Fantasy game. Sure, yeah, that's true as well. Terrible yeah. Final Fantasy game. Yes, that is also very true. Um, this and then like, before that, it was fucking thirteen trilogy. Oh, like it's been a while since they made a good Final Fantasy game. Twelve probably. Twelve, yeah. Not, not including the MMOs, obviously, but uh, yeah, 12. yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve was probably the last good Final Fantasy game. Yeah, and even then, that wasn't stellar. It was just good, in my opinion. It wasn't stellar, and it was not liked when it came out. Exactly. Like Shin Boy might like it, but I don't care. Like I didn't. I thought it was all right at best um for me the last one i really loved was 10 and then i didn't play yeah, nine but um yeah eight and seven were, were awesome and, but th- th- ever since those this is like the last like 10 years it's this this is stellar and i love it yeah um but anyway and if this is the direction for the series going forward like i'm super excited fuck yeah for- what they're doing you know what though i i reckon the last thing before we go i just want a quick two sentence thing do you think that can say for example they stick with this kind of linear ish thing god damn my dad's downstairs i have to <laughs> well, i'm just gonna let that ring um because screw him i did ask him to not come over um the uh do you think like the linear ish thing would allow them to play out one more game like this right so that's that's to to play out the cross generation period and then for the third game given the ssd power of the new generation do a proper overworld so the third game series do you think that's possible i i think it's possible if they just basically focus this entire next game on like the nibelheim flashback which right. they could probably based on what they did with this thing they could probably do yeah um it's possible i I almost like I, I wanted this like the next game to be the big open world one, mm. but since they're already, it's pretty much like guaranteed they're gonna it's gonna be a PS4 game. Yeah, I kind of hope that they do maybe do this next one as the Nibelheim thing and then blow it out from there. But it's hard to say because I don't think they're gonna go six games. I think they would like to try to maybe get it down to three, mm-hmm. and you can't do that if the entire next game is just Nibelheim. Yeah, yep, yep. So it's it's, it's but we'll, we'll find out because like, I. Maybe it's just it is past Nibelheim, but they still keep it linear like they did with this one. We'll find out, I guess. Who knows? Yeah, it's hard to say because, like, with regards to traveling, like, Calm is pretty close to um, Midgar, and then you go into the flashback from there. But, like, mm-hmm. after that, there's a decent amount of walking through an overworld to get to the next place. Yeah. So, anyway, so I, that was it. That was a couple sentences. I have to go call my dad before he drives home thinking I'm not home. All right. It's his own damn fault. Thank you for that. I will see you in a bit. Hopefully we can do this again soon. Yep. Quit going invisible on Steam. Yep. See ya. <laughs>